Welcome to episode 410 of the show. Now, if you listen to, uh, I think, the last two or three episodes, I'm sure you've caught on that uh, Shagun and I, Shagun is my uh, partner who handles the video stuff. We'd been preparing for the Brides and Babies um, Wedding Expo. Although they say it's not a wedding expo, they call it a networking event. And I think that's because um, they have a curated uh, list of brides. I think it's usually about 50 brides who have already um, paid for their wedding dresses with them or uh, they're consulting with them for uh, some sort of wedding service or the other, you know, dresses or um, other stuff because brides and babies. I think they also help their brides out with vendor selection. So since it's a curated list of 50 brides, I guess you can call it a wedding expo because it's not thrown open to members of the public. But uh, when I'm talking about these sorts of things, I just call it a wedding expo anyway um, because, uh, well, they are an organizer looking to bring, um, make a marketplace between uh, brides and um, wedding industry professionals. So I still call it a wedding expo. Anyway, we had been preparing for it and it held yesterday as at the time of the, as at the time of this recording, it held yesterday on the Sunday and the, um, the what's the word anyway it turned out to be okay because um out of the roughly 50 something brides who attended we got to have conversations with um 30 so it turned out to be um okay and we're going to now start uh following up on them or rather following through for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while you already know what the distinction is between a follow-up and a follow-through uh, the follow-up is rather aimless. It's the traditional thing that people say. But then follow-through is when you have specific um, initiatives or specific agendas that you guys agreed on as at the last um, meeting. So I'm going to be give, uh, keeping you guys up to speed on how we're going with uh, particular clients. So I can use this as a live case study to show you how the principles that we talk about here on the podcast, I mean, how they apply to real life. So you can see that it's just not um, academic. So, um, where was I? Anyway, yeah, so basically we'll be keeping you guys, uh, I'll be keeping you guys um, abreast of how specific um, interactions are going on so we can see how uh, all the theory that we talk about here um, applies. Now, uh, one thing that I'd like to reiterate, especially for those of you who are listening for the first time, um, my own take is that wedding expos or um, trade fairs or whatever it is that you do in your own kind of um, industry, so for us, it's expos, but if you're a member of the Abuja Chamber of Commerce because you manufacture machines or something, then there's Abuja International Trade Fair or Lagos International Trade Fair. There's also this um, uh, makeup uh, trade fair, I think, in Enugu, and then there's a cake trade fair in uh, Benue State. So, I mean, there's all kinds of um, things going on. You know, where you have conferences and people gather together around certain themes. Now, um, some people think it's a waste of money because a waste of your money and your time because you pay for the booth, you go there, you don't have any productive uh, conversations and then you leave. But my own take is that these things are productive um, to the extent that you have a plan. So if you don't have a plan, but you just want to go there, have a nice booth, um, look pretty and uh, have a nice promotional material, then it's going to be hit and miss. But then if you have a plan for what it is that you're going to achieve there, then these things can be productive. So let me show, um, share rather part of what the plan was now um wedding expos or any kind of expo uh, for that matter um they're usually very loud i remember the first time i attended uh, abuja international trade fair then i was a um, little kid um 
not I hadn't hit 11 yet because I went to secondary school at 11 years old so I hadn't hit 11 yet my father took me there and it was really rowdy lots of people stuff like that and it's the same with um, wedding expos as well so now with brides and babies they have a curated list of 50 people and so that's good but it still doesn't change the fact that you have 50 brides and grooms uh, wandering around so let's say 100 some of them come with uh, mommy and daddy that's um, a couple of extra people and then some of them come with uh, friends you know three or four bridesmaids or something like that so you have um, hundreds of people um, running around um, in this space and the DJ is uh, trying to um, you know he's trying to shine so he's playing all the latest hits and, and stuff like that so it's real noisy and uh, there's very little room for having productive conversations at these places so part of um, my strategy is that when I go for these sorts of things, my goal is not to try and close any deal there. I'm not trying to handle any conversation there because it's too rowdy and it's too noisy. Apart from that, um, there are different service professionals there. Um, let's say 20 to 30 of us. The bride has just spoken to 15, 29, 30 other people. Um, it's going to be too much. It's going to be um, a blur. So by the time you call her next week, <clears throat> There's going to be that awkward conversation of, oh, sorry, uh, oh, which one are you again? Oh, was it this guy? Or was it that guy? You really can't get anything done um, productively at these sorts of things, in my own opinion. Now, I know that there are some wedding vendors who uh, are able to push hard and make a close uh, there. And I guess I should have some of them on this um, podcast. But it's an extremely um, hard uh, thing to do, to show up for this thing and to say that, you know what? I'm going to go to this thing. I'm going to get 10 brides to pay a 10% deposit of 150k and to make this a um, profitable um, event. Now there are some people that can do that, like we had a nail technician there, there's one of these things that I attended that we had um, Ashwabi people there, you know materials and uh, also hair people, so those people do quite well because the bride shows up, um, I mean she likes the hair, she likes the hair and uh, if there's a special discount going and she wants to buy the hair now, you know, she'll, she'll pay. And then, of course, when she goes home, she will tell her friends uh, and some family members. And they'll be like, what? You got this 22 inches at so-so-so and so price. Uh, where did you buy it? Oh, it's still going on. It's lasting for three days. Okay, tomorrow I'll be there. So people who sell ashwabi, who do nails, who do hair, um, they typically um, make um, a killing at these sorts of things. Um, I've seen... A hair person in particular, I think this was at the wedding expo in Abuja. Uh, these, um, uh, well, foreign guys, uh, they look Middle Eastern anyway, not sure what country. Anyway, I've, se I've seen them, they sold out on every single day. Came with a Ghana must go on a Friday, sold out. Came with a Ghana must go on a Saturday, sold out. Came with a Ghana must go on a Sunday and sold out. And of course, um, they took the large booth of about 100k, so I'm sure that that was a profitable um, enterprise for them. So some people can do that. In some industries, you can do that. But for service professionals, it's typically not the case that you can speak to someone today for a couple of minutes. Oh, and by the way, you guys are shouting at each other because the DJ is playing really loud music. And then you um, collect uh, a deposit of uh, 200 grand, 500 grand, um, or whatever. So the game plan for me has always been to uh, collect a um, little bit of information. Um, first of all, to see if that they're uh, qualified if they are serious, as Abuja people like to put it. You want to be sure you're talking to a serious bride and a serious groom. So collect some information and then secure a commitment in principle that they're willing to meet later on to talk some more. So my plan has always been to get them back to the office and then now Shagun and um, his boys have a really um, good office 
uh, all the equipment is there um, you know the photo booth uh, what else the photo booth uh, the lights uh, the mixers the those flashing lights the after effects machines and everything so it's a nice um, quiet controlled atmosphere where we can sit down there and start having conversations about specifics of the wedding so for me that is uh, part of my approach to these sorts of things don't go there trying to close the deal it's just too hard it can work but it's it's um it's hard and it involves um it's a special kind of skill that i can't uh talk about so i guess i have to look for all those smooth closers who are able to uh, collect 500k from someone the first time that they see them maybe have some of them on the podcast and then um, hear different perspectives so the game plan for me has always been <clears throat> so excuse me the meeting after so these things happen between friday and sunday secure a commitment call them up during the week um you know establish uh, some rapport refreshing their memory a bit get them to the office and then uh from there game on we're able to now um run a uh, credible sales process based on the uh, preliminary conversations that we have had um so far so that's how i run it pretty much uh, you'll hear some more about that in future episodes now anyway uh, okay, well, the time in the market, I haven't gotten into the crux of what I wanted us to talk about today, and that's about using your good looks to sell. And um, with most things, this is also something from real life because one of my associates was there, um, good-looking dude, you know, same height as me, uh, about six one, but he's one of those uh, light-skinned brothers, um, you know, light-skinned, faded. Uh, what else? Uh, diamond earrings, um, uh, slim dude. I mean. You know, you know. Uh, I'm sure you picture, you know, the kind of dude I'm talking about. And he was trying to pull this uh, slick, uh, fine boy thing. <clears throat> so, excuse me, slick, fine boy thing to help uh, bring people over to the booth. And it's something that I've written about over on the uh, blog post. So, if you're interested in that, um, getting the details, then you can go to tavishima.wordpress. No, not WordPress. Tavishima.blogspot.com. Yeah, Tavishima is T-A-V-E-R-S-H-I-M-A, and you get to hear more about it in detail. Wendy, so that just got me thinking in a much more general philosophical sense. Should we be using our good looks to sell? Because some of us involved in this industry are um, quite good looking. So, you know, um, Shagun, a little shorter than I am, but he's a six-footer. You know, I'm six-one. We're all right. Uh, the younger dude, um, like I said, you know, light-skinned guy. Um, the production assistant, uh, Oize, was there. You know, she has a model-like figure. And then, of course, she's young and hip and dresses trendy and stuff like that. And um, because of the nature of the industry, um, lots of pomp and pizzazz, we all typically show up trying to be fly. Apart from me, I don't show up fly because the dress code was white. And um, my white stuff didn't fit, so I just showed up uh, wearing red from top to bottom. And then, of course, people are like, Tavishima, you know, this guy, you're on serious. You don't want to make money, you're on serious. But in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, I like to make this money, but uh, if nothing else, at least now I'm going to be different because all of you are wearing white and I'm that dude who is red. So if nothing else, the people will remember me when I call up to um, follow through on stuff that we had um, agreed upon. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, where was I? Yeah, so generally we all try to be fly and uh, we're all good-looking guys and girls in this industry. So should we be using our good looks to sell? And the first point is that... Um, I'll admit, if you're good-looking, it might come in handy. And it's not as if you can't change your looks. You can't really take off your good looks and leave at home when you come to these sorts of things. So if you're good-looking, you're good-looking. There's nothing you can do about it. So, yeah, make sure you're presentable and show up. And uh, if you're good-looking, it might uh, come in handy. So if you're, uh, 
a handsome guy or your uh, drop dead gorgeous girl uh, don't worry too much about it just um you know it is what it is if you're fine you're fine but then again like i've said on the podcast in times past if you are not that good looking or whatever it is that you think of yourself you know don't worry because um, good sales is more about um, a competency play competency credibility competence those sorts of things and it's not so much about how it is that you look so if you think you're unattractive don't worry about that you can still make um a killing in the industry and a killing as a salesperson now the second question should good looks be your lure should you be using good looks to um, draw people in i'll say no because good looks is not going to cover for subject matter expertise so you might be an extremely handsome young chap but if you're a crappy photographer you're a crappy photographer so flaunting your good looks is not going to help not you know if anything else might be a letdown so it's the same thing um whether you're female photographer or um, wedding planner or whatever if your looks are front and center but you're lacking in subject matter expertise it's not going to help also good looks are not going to help you qualify better for those of you who've been listening for a while, you know what qualifications means. If you are listening to the podcast for the first time, qualification is just the process of entering into simple conversations with our potential customer, our potential clients, the people that we're talking to. Because we're trying to figure out who are you, uh, what you're interested in, um, how can I help, what do you want, what do you need. Uh, we're trying to figure out what it is that they can afford. You're also trying to figure out what the vision is for the wedding so that you know whether they are people that you can help or not. And wedding planners know this. It's not every single um, person who can afford to that is your bride. Because there are some wedding planners that like to do things uh, really upscale, upmarket. But if they have all the money in the world, but then they want to do something rustic. If rustic is not your thing, it's not your thing. If you're very good at doing the um, huge productions that are the talk of um, the blogosphere and Bella and Ija and stuff like that, then... Um, you know, wedding planners know these things. You know, if you don't do rustic, then don't do rustic. Or if you don't do low budget, you know, don't do low budget. So it's not everybody who can afford that it is that you're going to be able to help. And that's the reason why qualification, the qualification process um, uh, is a huge part of the um, of selling and uh, trying to um, persuade. Now, if this is your first time of listening to the show. After you're done with this episode, scroll back a couple hundred episodes and you will see um, episodes that have qualification in the uh in the subject heading and uh, that will expose you to different qualifications frameworks that we have explored over here on the podcast um in the past so good looks will not help you qualify and that's why i think um you shouldn't make it um part of the um part of your um lure your looks and uh if your qualification is poor then you know that customer satisfaction is going to be poor because you didn't understand what the vision was in the first place and this is something that wedding photographers know if you don't understand the vision in the first place you might deliver photos that are technically speaking correct properly exposed they look nice properly edited and everything but if it's not part of their creative vision it's not part of their creative vision so you've submitted stuff that might win you awards in some other forum and that people will go crazy over. But if that couple, if it's not their thing, it's not their thing. And it happens to wedding photographers all the time. So you have to qualify, know what they're about, know what the vision is. And then that way you're going to have to, you're going to get a good customer satisfaction. So those are the reasons why I think good look shouldn't be your lure because it's not going to cover for subject matter expertise if you're lacking there. It's not going to help you qualify. And if you don't qualify, you're not going to have good customer um, uh, customer satisfaction and that is the reason why 
we have those wedding planners that you think they look good they're well capitalized they have investors behind them and everything but then it looks as if they can't keep it together that's actually the reason why because they look good and they're properly financed but then they're lacking in all these substantial um, elements and that's the reason why i say if you don't consider yourself good looking don't worry uh selling sales is more of a competency um thing competency credibility those are the sorts of things um that will drive you forward and keep you successful now, um, let's say you have decided that you're going to look, use your looks as part of your arsenal because uh, whether we like it or not, there are some people who play up to their strengths, like um, wedding photographers that I saw uh, yesterday and other professionals, uh, you know, with the earrings and then with the hair and uh, with the uh, body-hugging uh, pants, you know, for guys, you know, those trousers that they wear, um, really tight and you know cut high above the ankle like michael jackson and then the shoes and the fly glasses and everything so yeah some people do play it up now even if you're going to use this as part of your arsenal as your looks we have to be careful when using it with members of the opposite sex so that it's not misleading and it's not inappropriate and that's where i had to caution this my young colleague you know walking up to someone you've never met before and start talking about how beautiful she is uh, is a little inappropriate because um you know, we're guys and we just can't do that and I also had told him in the beginning, since this was his first time, that you're going to see ladies do some stuff. Don't do the things that ladies do because ladies can get away with it because they're ladies. So ladies interacting with ladies, lots of things are, are appropriate. But for guys, it's not the same. So I told him, there are some ladies that will walk up to, uh, that's some um, other wedding vendors who will walk up to a bride, grab her by the ankle and say, oh, lovely dress, blah, 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 and try to bleed her to the table. And I told him, no, don't do that. In fact, I told him, if you are heading towards a bride and somebody else goes and taps her on the elbow and is leading them away, just let them go. If you touch her, it's not the same. It's inappropriate. You're a guy. You can't do that. So we have to look for other ways to um, get their attention. So uh, let's be careful when we're dealing with members um, of the opposite sex who are not uh, misleading or inappropriate. And so for a guy like me, I don't know the girl from Adam or from Eve or whoever, and then I just walk up to her and I start gushing about how beautiful she is. Uh, it's a little creepy. But if you start off, um, I told him to just go with the uh, are you interested in approach. So are you interested in wedding videography? Are you interested in um, having a wedding planner? Are you interested in... You can't really go wrong with that. If you go with the are you interested, sorry, interested in first, and then you guys start a conversation, and then later on you now talk about how beautiful she is or how uh, stylish her frock looks or whatever, then it's not inappropriate. Uh, or, or rather it can be um, done in a much more uh, stylish manner um, then. So, uh, where was I? Yeah, so if you're trying to play up your looks, Sure, not a problem, but be careful when dealing with members of the opposite sex. So uh, the same thing for um, uh, girls as well. Although I'm talking about this thing from a guy perspective because I'm a guy. And uh, the issues that I was trying to control yesterday were around uh, my male colleagues um, at the event. So another thing to be careful about is uh, not just physical contact, but then um, power dynamics when it comes to the whole things of um, looks. Because there are some of us that are getting... Um, how do I put it? Some of us are getting much older. So like Sheng Wan I and uh, contemporaries, uh, you know, so we're now in our early 40s. And, uh, you know, some of these brides are very young. Like I think I saw a 23, 20, 23, 25 year old. So somehow it's just not as appropriate when you have, uh, you know, guys like me uh, gushing about how um, pretty the bride is or whatever. Just 
Let's be careful, basically, and put it that way. So there are also age and power dynamics and cultural dynamics that have to be um, at play. I'm sure that um, you guys already know some of this, especially in Abuja, since we have Northern Brides. So um, you know about some of the um, cultural dynamics. Then, um, uh, okay, let me round it up because we're hitting the 20-minute mark. So let's realize that at the end of the day, most customers would rather deal with an uh, ugly competent service professional rather than dealing with a good-looking incompetent person. So yes, this is an extreme, but I'm using it to uh, prove a point. So let's focus on uh, being um, competent service professionals and we'll be fine whether we are good-looking or not because at the end of the day, the bride would like to have a competent um, wedding photographer who is average looking or maybe even ugly and who delivers on the promise rather than having a fine boy who is all pizzazz and uh, all funny and all everything but doesn't deliver at the end of the day. So thank you very much for listening uh, to the show. I'll catch you guys at the next um, episode uh, tomorrow and uh, yeah, I think I'll have some more musings about um, the subject of uh, bridal affairs and uh, how to go about um, using this to sell.